Morning. Oh, morning, Pastor Robin. Thanks for turning up. I thought you'd take a week day off. Nah. Man, I love that song, the one that says, uh, God will finish what he started. Yeah, there's a word. Uh, it's written in the Bible. He's, he's faithful. He's faithful and just to finish the work that he started in us, to complete the work that he started. Darcy may not finish the verse, <clears throat> but God will finish what he started. You know, I actually want to, I actually want to, I actually want, Matt mentioned something about Darcy, um, 2007, eh, when you joined the church. Something about Darcy when he joined the church was we were getting ready to go over to a men's conference in Australia, and we had been practicing our haka for a while because we were going to do it over the year. We'd prepared all our flights and accommodation and everything, and then Darcy came in but said, oh, look, I'll jump in and learn the haka anyway. You know, like, I'm, I'm not going to Aussie, but I'll learn the haka. So he started coming along to haka every week. And after about a couple of weeks of practice, uh, my brother-in-law uh, unfortunately couldn't make the trip. And so he gifted um, accommodation and flights to us to give to someone. And Darcy got that, and it was because of his diligence and the fact that he positioned himself where he needed to be for that time. You've done that this morning. You're here this morning, and you've positioned yourself this morning to hear a word that God's got for you. You know that when I was preparing this word, God was thinking of you. God's already seen you sitting here. Even when I was preparing this message, I saw you sitting here. You looked way more excited in my head. <laughs> way more excited. Yeah, yeah. There it is. There it is. Yeah, there it goes. Yeah, yeah. Nah. You know, but this is true. God's got a word for you. You know what we need? We need a word from God. Every single day, we need a revelation from God. We need to be going to God and finding out what he wants us to do and what he's got for us this time. Because I'll tell you what, if you don't still your mind and hear from God, you're going to get caught up in the blender of the world. Hey, and you're going to be like, Shh. So, yeah, that's what I've got to say anyway. Yeah. No, 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 no I've got lots more, man. Um, buckle in. Buckle in, mate. Get comfortable. Um, yeah. Now, thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you, Father God, Lord, for this church. I thank you, Lord, that this church uh, uh, is, has been planted here, Father God, Lord, uh, for a purpose, Lord, for a plan, Father God, Lord. I thank you that this church, Father God, Lord, is called for such a time as this, that your people, Lord God, are rising up and called, Father God, Lord, for this time. So we thank you, Father God, Lord, today that you drop things in our spirit as these words are spoken. In Jesus' name, amen. Man, man, we live in some crazy times. Live in some crazy times, man. We've got things that we've got to deal with that we've never had to deal with before. You know, we've got mandates. We've got bombings. We've got wars. I don't know if you've seen the price of Magnum ice creams lately, but through the roof. These are things that you've got to deal with on a day-to-day basis. And um, it can cause a lot of unrest, eh? a lot of uncertainty. It, no, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm, down to, I'm down to popsicles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I like that, Margie. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Thank you, Margie. Mm. Um, yeah, but it does. It, 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 you know, when you're hearing all these things, and I've said this before, but the fact is that we can hear about everything going wrong everywhere in the world. Man, that's a lot to take in. You know, and you, you just used to worry about what was going on in your street or your community. Now we're hearing about things that are going on in countries that I can't even pronounce. Th- things going on in places that I don't even know about. 
but all of a sudden you just can get bombarded, you know, and that causes a lot of uncertainty, a lot of trouble, you know, but the thing about it is God can, can make a message out of a mess and a testimony out of a test, man, and that's the attitude that we have to have, because life is not going to be that easy, you know, but God's going to give us the power and the strength to live above it. You know, Matthew 24 verse 6, man, it talks about this. You know, and this is the thing about it. As Christians, man, we know. We know the truth. And this scripture here, man, is perfect for the time. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. All these things must come to pass. This is no surprise for us. People who know God, this is no surprise. But the thing about it is all these things must come to pass. That doesn't mean we have to accept them. It doesn't mean that we have to go along with it. But it means that we have, to, we have to have some understanding of what's happening in the world at the moment. And only God, only God can change that. Only God can turn a man's heart. Only God. Only God. You know, here's an, an example. Judas. Judas betrayed Jesus. But even Judas had a purpose in God's eyes. God used Judas. Yet it's, you know, and so... so even with that, you know, even he had a purpose. You know, when you hear of everything going on in the world, I don't know about you, but, man, it feels like pressure mounts sometimes. You know, and you're hearing about things that you can't really, you feel like you, you, you can't do a lot about, you know. And so that pressure starts to mount, and it can pay a real toll, you know. Because you think about it, we've got all our own personal stuff going on, our own work, and then we've got all this global stuff going on. It's, it can be really hectic. It can be really hectic, you know, and it starts to pay a toll on people. You know, I've seen a lot of people, a lot of strong Christians, man, that just seem worn down. And I think what it is is, man, that, you know, we need to get in the Word and the Spirit. You know, TV's going to tell us a, a, a different story. Media's going to tell us a different story. We need to hear from God, you know. Man, it's awesome to know facts and get information, but Revelation will beat that every day. Get a revelation. I've got a revelation. I've got a revelation, man. God, God's got me. God's got me. You know, I've got a real revelation of that, that no matter what's happening, God's given me the grace and the strength to live above it. Hey, amen. In Mark eleven twenty eight, it says, Come to me. I love that, but come to me. Not, not, not come to stuff, not come to Google, not come to YouTube. There's some awesome stuff on YouTube, though. But come to me. God says, come to me. Come to my word. Come to me. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. Man, all of us that are just carrying stuff that we're not designed to carry. All of us that are just taking on stuff that we shouldn't take on. You know, God's saying, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. I will give you rest. You know, uh, where does it say? I'll give you rest. You know, and that, that rest is for our mind, our will, and our emotions, man. That's, that's the rest. That's the rest. Because you can get just absolutely bombarded, you know. And um, it, it goes on to say, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Learn from God. You know, God's done it before. He'll do it again. Learn from him. And then it says, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find the rest for your souls. That's our mind, will, and emotions. Take my yoke. You know, I'll explain this another time. A yoke is, you know, the thing that they connect the oxen with, eh? So they put them over their neck. So you have two oxen, and then they put the yoke over the top of it. 
to, 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 to link them together so that they can pull weight together. Yeah? Now, one oxen can pull 5,000 pounds, two oxen can pull 15,000 pounds. So there's synergy at work there. So what Jesus is saying is, take my yoke upon me, partner with me, hear from me, make decisions based from me. That's what God's saying there. And he's saying, join with me. See, we don't have to do this alone. We don't do this alone. We do it with Jesus. And if we don't do it with Jesus, then we do it in vain. We do it in vain. And I feel like this day that the, the pressures of the world are making Christians feel like they have to do things in their own strength. Man, you know what God's told me? He is my strength. And all I need to do is get out the way sometimes. You know? And let God do what he's going to do. Let God be God. Yeah. You know, because here's the thing. Who are we when we're under pressure? Hey, we all know people when they're under pressure, they're like a different person. You know? And there's some people that are really good under pressure, and there's some people that aren't. You know, but who are we under times of pressure? Because you know that it's like, how will we respond? How do we respond when things... Man, I'll put my hand up. I've made some bad responses in the last few years. There's a couple of things that I've just gone, no, no, actually, God, I've got this. I'm going to sort this. Hey, and then I'm humbled to my knees. <laughs> and uh, please, God, come and help me again. Hey, hey, yeah. See, who are we under pressure? See, times of pressure, do you know what that does? It reveals your character. It reveals it. It shows it. It shows your substance. Yeah. Who are we? See, character is revealed, okay? And we all know that character is a foundation for success. It's a foundation for success. Now, that's one of our values in this church. Now, I've been drilling into that. Foundation for success. Meaning that's what is, is built off. Everything is built off our character. Everything is built off our character. It says in Psalm 127, 1-2, says, Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. Unless, unless we're building on top of godly character, then we're building in vain. We've got to have a foundation to build on. You know, and as believers, it's even more important because our character is a reflection of our relationship with God. Our, our, our character actually uh, uh, shows people that we love and trust God, that we believe Him, that we do things God's way. And it's not always easy. You know, I've, like I said, I've made some bad decisions. Well, you know, not bad. Not that bad. Don't be too hard on yourself, Brownie. Um, but I've made some decisions where I know, hang on a minute, man, that's more me than it is God. You know? Yeah. Proverbs 27, 19, it says, As in water, face reflects face, so a man's heart reveals the man. You know, our heart for God, our love for God should be revealed through us should be seen through our grace and our mercy, and it should be seen even more these days because there's less of it. You know, character is built. Character is built, okay? And uh, Romans 5.3, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings. I always used to struggle with that, glory in, glory in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, and perseverance, character, and character, hope. The world needs hope. We need hope. It's, 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 it's connected to our, to our character. You know, it's connected to it. And it says here, perseverance. 
brings character. Okay? So what that shows me is, is, is how our character is built is actually pushing through some trouble, not avoiding it, not just putting our head in the sand, but persevering through it, listening to God and moving through it. You know, it says, yea, though I walk through the shadow of the valley of death. You know, it says, I walk through it. I don't put a camp up in there. I don't dwell there. I don't live there. I walk through it. And that's what God wants to do. You know, I used to have a saying, I used to pray to God, eh? and I'm sure you've all prayed this, this prayer. You know the real whiny one where you go, oh, Lord, please just get me out of this. Please, please get me out of this. Please get me out of this. Then I, used, I got a revelation, no, no, God, please get me through this. Please get me through this. Now God's given me another revelation. No, no, actually, God, give me the strength to fight back at this. Hey, and you see where I've moved. In my head, I've moved to a place where it's not just covering up and getting whacked. It can feel like that sometimes. You know, it can really feel like that sometimes. It's like, you know when you see a boxer and a boxer's fighting, and you see one go like this, oh, oh, he goes like that, covers up, and the guy's hitting him, and he just waits until he can slip and catch that right punch, hey? You know? And that's how we've got to be. Even when we're covering up, man, we've got to look for that right punch to fight back, and that right punch will be a word from God. That right punch will be a word from God. You know, it reminds me of a story about five or six years ago, I got quite sick. I got chronic fatigue and everything. I don't know if anyone's had fatigue, but it's like you're just tired all the time. It's like you're on, running on 50% energy. Your mind starts to get real foggy. You can't think properly. It's really, and, and it was, everything became hard. Even things I loved became hard. And I remember going to the doctor, and I said to the doctor, I don't know what's going on. I just feel really flat, you know? Maybe it's a lack of iron or vitamin D or something simple. I went to the doctor. Don't get me wrong, I love doctors. Doctors do a great job, um, except this one. Nah. Uh, I went to them for 12 months. And they took tests from me. They tested everything, and they tested this, and they tested that, and they came back to me. And after about 12 months, you know, I'd been going to the doctor, and I'd, nothing had really changed. And after 12 months, I went back to the doctor. And the doctor said to me, um, look, I think I know what it is. And I said, oh, cool. Oh, finally, you know. And he goes, um, you're depressed. And I went, yeah, yeah, that, you're probably right, because you're depressing me. <laughs> Man, I've been coming here for 12 months, and you can't tell me what's wrong with me. And now, now you're going to point out the byproduct of it. You're going to point out one of the things that just comes with it. You're not actually going to look at the actual issue. You're just going to look at a problem. Now, don't get me wrong, man, medication works for some people, but not me. I know what I'm like. Man, I'll be, on anti I'll be taking 20 antidepressants a day. <laughs> I'll be popping them like lollies. I know what I'm like. I know. So I was like, no. I'm not going to do that. And so I just, I gave up on the doctor, if I'm honest. Gave up to the doctor. Not that my, all my hope was in there anyway. But I said that to say this, okay? So, hey, <laughs> hey, <laughs> it's an old idea, hear that? To say this. It's just a preacher that used to be here that used to do that all the time. He's an awesome man of God. Um, but yeah, so, so, what, so what happened was I was really depressed and I was really down and I went back home and I had a big, sad, sulky party and it was all poor me and Lord, come on, please do something. And I prayed to God that day, you know, Lord, just do something. Just, just do, can, Lord, can you just do something? And later on that day, I'm sitting there and there's a knock at the door. 
who's that? So I go to the door, and there's this young guy um, that used to come here for youth years and years and years ago. This is like, yeah, this is ages ago. And he's now about 28, 29 or something. And he, he was at my front door. I was like, oh. Hey, how's it going? He goes, oh, not too bad, not too bad. But I could tell something was up. He come in the lounge and he, we're talking and he goes, well, um, can I talk to you? And you know, you know that hey, if you're really talking to someone and they say, can I talk to you? you oh, hey, where's this going? Hey. So yeah, yeah, sure, sure. And man, this guy's heart just poured out, you know, and he was so broken. And he was just, you could see it in his, in his whole countenance. His whole countenance was just this. And you could see in his eyes, man, like this is, it was almost like this real lack of hope, just lack of hope. And I'm sitting there, you know, quite depressed, sitting there going, oh, man, can you just, oh, man, I don't really want to do anything today, you know. But anyway, I said to the guy, look, he, he said, look, I've just been really depre- depressed. <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, are you having a laugh, Lord? And he goes, look, I've been really, really depressed. And I said, oh, man, what's going on? And we start talking, we start talking, we start talking. And, I said, and he said, look, man, I just remember from youth group when I just come to youth church, you know, and we could get prayed for, and, you know, can, can you pray for me? So I said, yeah, sure. And as I went to pray for him, God dropped a, a word in my spirit and said, man, lead him to the Lord first. G- give me access. You know, like, this, if this man wants to make it the decision, now's the time. Hey, now's the time. And so I stopped praying, and I went, hey, you know what, right? Do you first want to make some peace with God, you know? And so we said this prayer of salvation, and then I prayed for him. And I mean, this guy cried, man. I mean, like, and I'm not talking about, I mean, sobbed the whole time he was there. And I remember looking and just going, oh, man, you know, and feeling for him, but feeling really flat myself, really depressed, you know, and I'm just looking and going, oh, man, that sucks. Well, anyway, he leaves that day, and I said to him, look, come and see me in the next couple of days. Keep in touch. I want to keep in touch with you. And he came back. Two days later, and, and I, oh, I could hardly recognize the guy. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not joking. He, he came bouncing through my door, smiling, so happy, and just fizzing, and going, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, bro, that prayer that I said, man. And so he had all the depression had gone, uh, all the drug, because he was using drugs as well, which was, you know, hand in hand with the depression. It can sort of throw it out. And he'd stopped everything, and for two days, he was starting to see clear, and he was just so happy, and he was just so, you know, and... Um, well, I was excited for him, Pastor Robin. <laughs> Part of me was like, really, God? Really? You know, like, I'm so down, and then you use me to, so you can heal someone who's suffering from the same thing I am? But you know what that showed me is that that's what I needed. That's what I needed. I said to God, do something for me. God did that that day because God reminded me that he's God, and he can change things like that. He, he, he flipped things on its head like that. He reminded me that he saved me from a, a life of drug addiction, picked me up out of there and put me up on a rock, reminded me of what he'd done for me, reminded me that he'd done it before and he can do it again, reminded me that he was the source of all truth, that he is the source of all life, reminded me that the word is life-changing, that I'm a man of the spirit, that I'm led and empowered. Man, God just started just dropping these things in me. I was still down, I was still depressed. <laughs> but for a few minutes, and that's all we need sometimes is a glimpse. All we need is a glimpse, you know? And what God worked on me over that time was, that was God's way of showing me, this isn't about me. God will use me even in spite of me, you know? 
in spite of me, God is wanting to move. And that actually freed me up heaps, you know, because it, because it didn't limit God, eh? See, here's the thing. It's great to know facts, but God works beyond facts. God is beyond comprehension. God's done things in my life that I just, I, I find it hard to even explain to people. When I'm explaining my conversion and my experience with God, it just seems, it just seems outrageous, you know? But let's be honest. A testimony isn't, oh, I was really bad and now I'm really good. It was, I was lost and now I'm saved. Hey, it's now I know the truth. That's the real power of a testimony. This is going off track a little bit, but I remember one time I gave my testimony in this church and um, Richard Zabo came up to me afterwards and he said, oh man, I really loved your testimony. And I said, yeah, of course. And then he goes, you know, sometimes I feel like I don't have one because he was born in God, raised in God, and has stayed in God has never, ever left God's sight. To me, that's a powerful testimony. To me, that's, especially when you're raising kids, because it shows that they don't have to go off track. God can keep people safe. God can keep you safe. You know what I mean? So to me, I thought that was an amazing testimony. Anyway, all right. We're getting there, people. Okay, so character is revealed, and it's revealed during times of crisis. Okay? But you know what's revealed? The character you have at that time. The character that you have at that time is revealed. During that time, your character is built, but that's for the next time. Character's revealed. So next time we go through something, check our reactions. Check our responses. Check ourselves out. God's building our character. God's continually building it. But what we have now is what will be revealed. And let's be honest, man. The world we live in, things can happen like that. I've got, I've got so many issues going on, Pastor Ron. I probably need to come and see you, actually. <laughs> yeah. You know, Psalm 37, verse 1 to 2, I, I, I really love this scripture. I and mean, it says, do not fret because of evildoers. I held on to this scripture because I had a, I, there were a couple of people when I first got saved that were just out for me, man. And I used to use this. Do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Now here's the thing. Do not fret. Fret. And I looked that up and it says visibly anxious and worried. Now we know the Bible says be anxious for nothing. And we know that the Bible says don't worry. Okay? But I looked at fret a little bit more. I looked at it, the Amplified Bible. And the, what it uses is to whine and agonize. There's a lot of whining and agonizing going on. You know, even within, within the church, and I'm talking about the, the, the global church, we're not called to fret. We're not called to be rush around and chase things and, and worry about things. We're not called for that. All that's going to do is distract us. We're called to speak the word of God. We're called to change lives. We're called to get people saved. We're called, we're called to, to, to access the love of God for them, you know? That's what we're called for. You know, worry... It says in 37, 7 to 8, Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret. It only causes harm. It only causes harm. Having that word in there, only, that's all we're going to get is harm if we're fretting and worrying about everything else. 
You know, and, and sometimes, man, God wants us to take our eyes off this and, and pull back a little bit and look at that. So do not fret. Do not worry. Now's not the time for fear, and it's not the time to come undone. Now's the time to speak the word and live our faith. Isaiah 40, verse 1 to 2, I love this scripture, man. It says, um, comfort to people. Eh? So what are we called to do? This is in Isaiah. It says, comfort. Yes, comfort my people, says your God. Speak comfort to Jerusalem and cry out to her, that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, for she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. That's restoration. That's salvation. Comfort my people. Comfort my people. Now, if you read 2 Timothy 3, you read about what the people are going to be like. It says, perilous times, boasters of themselves, lovers of themselves. You know, so how do we comfort a people like that? Through the grace of God. Because I'll put my hand up. My, my grace is not sufficient for people. I'll be honest, I love people. But hey, they can get on your nerves sometimes. Hey, I'm putting my hand up, but here's the thing. Comfort people. Through what? Through God's grace. Not Brownie's grace. Brownie ain't going to change people. Brownie ain't going to get people saved. God's going to get us saved. Comfort our people. And I love that bit that it says that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned. That's restoration. That's restor- I believe God's going to restore things this year. This is, this is a time of restoration. This is a time of restoration of, of like Pastor Peter mentioned before, restoration of our rights, of our freedom. Restoration of, of God in this community, in this nation. Restoration of relationships, marriages, businesses, uh, ideas. There's, there's people that have ideas that think they're dead and gone. God's not done. If I'm not dead, God's not done. God's going to breathe life. God is breathing life onto dreams. He's restoring dreams. And it might be you had a dream 10 years ago, and you're still holding on to it. God's going to bring life to it. Because the thing about it is God is fresh. Everything he does is fresh. I could preach this message every week for a year, and I guarantee you God will work and use it in a different way. You wouldn't want to. You wouldn't want to hear it for a year. Some of you can't even make it through the first time. Oh, yeah, yeah, amen. Oh, yeah, amen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Now's the time to comfort our people. Isaiah 40, verse 3. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted, every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight, and the rough places smooth. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. <sighs> Prepare the way of the Lord. That's what we're doing. Sending hungies into, into Parliament. Yeah, we're meeting a need and we're supporting, but we're preparing the way of the Lord. When someone speaks to you and, and the first thing that comes out of your mouth is a scripture, doesn't have to be that the Lord said thou and that, but you can paraphrase and throw a scripture out. And God's going to use that. God wants us to speak into people's lives. And you know what he wants us to speak? He wants to speak things that they don't already know. He wants us to speak the word that can only come from God. Not, not something they can get from anywhere else. Anywhere else. God wants us speaking what he wants us to speak. Yeah, people are relying on us. We've got people connected to us. Amen.
We've got people that are lost and depressed and, and living in a life that maybe we're the one that can point them towards God. And everything we say points towards Jesus. You know what, bro? I know a guy. Hey, you know what? He can heal. You know what? He can save. He can deliver. He can break your chains. He can do everything. You know? That's what I want to be doing. That, that's what I want to do. You know, the Word of God breaks chains, sets people free. It opens eyes in a way that only God can. I'm not going to argue with people, man. I'm going to present the Word of God and, and let them hear the truth, and then it's up to them whether they receive it. I'm not going to get caught up in little fires, distractions, fears and worries. You know why? Because a man was bold enough to speak God into my life and change my whole world. Not just my world. My children's world. My children's children. I know I look way too young to be a granddad, Margie, but actually have got six. Hey. Yeah. <clears throat> changed my legacy. From the day that I got saved here and delivered, it changed everything that I said and did from that day. And it, exactly like Darcy, I just positioned myself. I positioned myself to be in this church at the right time at the right place, and hear the right word from God, and have my life absolutely revolutionized. Yeah. Yeah, it is, eh? That's pretty good. <laughs> it was, it, to me, it was the best thing that could have ever happened in my life. You know, I didn't even know what I was missing till I got it. I didn't even know how bad my life was and how, how much I'd tanked my life, wrecked it. And God opened my eyes. Hey, you have Myers. You know, we talked, uh, it was mentioned before about Pastor Colin Miller saying that honour and glory are the same word and that they connect. And I believe character comes before that and connects to honour. You know, our character reflects our relationship with Christ and how much he means to us. So our character should produce honour. I'm going to finish with a, with a psalm. I don't even know why I put the psalm in there. Uh, if I'm honest, I had it, and I wasn't going to put it in, but for some reason, I really wanted to. So, um, bear with me, bear with me. This is one of the first, first uh, scriptures I ever, ever got hold of. And, um, you know, this is where not, my friend bought me a Bible. I wasn't even a Christian, bought me a Bible. I was like, well, thanks, you know. If I'm honest, I was like, oh, Okay. But you know what that did? I found out how much he'd, he'd paid for it. And I thought, man, if he's bought me this Bible, the least I can do is read it. And I'd read it in some very bad states, Pastor Robin. I was. But the Word of God, well, hey, the Word of God still kept, because I wasn't a Christian then, but I would pick it up every now and then. The Word of God was getting into me, man. It was getting into me. And um, so here, here's the one here, Psalm 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Yeah. You know, it's easy, it's easy to get rattled these days. It's easy to worry in that. But you know, I believe that God has a place in our heart that is centered and that's the place that we need to, to speak out of and live out of and think out of. And when things come and knock us, 
man, we just got to keep coming back. We've got to keep coming back. God gave me a word years ago. He said, when you're in the dark, remember what I said in the light. Because it's hard to see in the dark. But remember what he says in the light. Hold on to that. So, Lord, we thank you, Father God, Lord, that you are a good God. Man, that you are not done, Lord God. Lord, you have amazing things in store and planned for this church and for people of this church, Father God, Lord. I thank you, Father God, Lord, that um, you have built us up, Lord God. And this church is an amazing foundation, Lord God, that we're building on. And we look towards you, Father, Lord. Man, we know you've got things. You're on the move, Lord God. You're doing things. So, Lord, we just uh, thank you, Father God, Lord. We thank you, Father God, Lord, that you, are, you will never leave us nor forsake us. And if you're for us, Lord God, who can be against us, Lord? In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> amen. Right. Man, I wouldn't mind uh, praying for some people. Well, not me, actually, not me. Um, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, I should, eh? Hey, can I get everyone to stand? <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. This is a cool time to come together, eh? come together corporately, come together as a group. You know, and, and I just really want to, I really want to, uh, what's the word for emphasize the power of this, this altar here. The power of this altar, man. Like, I know it, it might seem, you know, odd, but man, sometimes 